Welcome to the Mana for Living podcast with Pastor Jay Freeman. You are about to get filled with inspiration, motivation, and education on living life abundantly through Jesus Christ. Well, hello and welcome back to the Mana for Living podcast. I am so excited that you've decided to join me this week for episode number two. That's right, episode number two. Uh, We're two in the bag and we have many more to come. Listen, I want to really talk about uh, the seven keys to discovering your purpose. The seven keys to discovering your purpose. You know, as we look at this entire pandemic and the state of the world today, we see a lot of people uh, that are uh, fearful. We see a lot of people that are questioning why a lot of things are happening. And they're also questioning why am I here? What am What am I doing? And, and I think it's uh, caused a lot of people to take a introspective look and say, okay, am I doing everything that God has designed for me to do? Am I reaching the people that I should be reaching? Am I impacting the lives that I should be impacting? And I feel that many times people don't know what their purpose is. I have a saying that says, uh, where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Let me say that again. Where purpose is unknown, Abuse is inevitable. And so many times people don't know their purpose. And so they abuse their lives. They abuse those that are around them. They abuse those um, that come into their lives that God may send into their lives. They abuse them because they don't understand the totality of what their purpose is. And so today, as I stated before, I want to talk about the seven keys to discovering your purpose. So key number one, Learn to recognize God's voice, okay? Uh, Do you know that God will talk to you directly? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever experienced the voice of God speaking to you? You may not have, but God will speak to you. As he spoke to those in the Bible days, uh, he will speak to you today. And John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. See, once we become a follower of Jesus, he says we're supposed to hear his voice. The problem is many people are not following him as they should. They're not reading their word. They're not studying the Bible. They're not uh, having a prayer life and developing their relationships with him. Uh, The way to begin to hear his voice is to spend as much time as you possibly can reading his word. Uh, It says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God in Romans 10 and 17. And so uh, the key is to get really quiet. Get in your quiet space, right? Get in, get in the your, your your closet. Have some time. If you are a mother, uh, you are a father, and you have a family, many times you have to just get away and 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 experience what God is trying to tell you. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go and get a hotel room and relax for a whole weekend. Even though that's great, that's something that we should always want to do. Um, but that just means set aside some time to spend with God. Me, myself, I actually uh, spend a lot of my time in the mornings, right? And late at night uh, when the family has either have not risen yet or they have not, they've already gone to bed. And so I know that I have uninterrupted time with God to study his word, to pray, to meditate on his word and things. And so you want to make sure that you're taking that time, right? Because you want to make sure that your spiritual ears are in tune with God, and can hear God's voice. Uh, So we have to understand that if God has a voice, there's also other voices. And so there's different voices that are speaking to you 
And you have to learn to discern God's voice. I mean, you have God's voice. You have uh, Satan. Uh, the devil tries to, to speak to you in one way or another. You have our flesh, right? Our flesh will rise up and speak to us. And many times we may not realize we say, okay, this is God, and it's really our flesh. It's some some of our fleshly desires that we have not put away in regards to God's will for our life. And then we have the voice of the world. So the world has one way of doing things, and they try to impact you and influence you uh, with their voice, right? We talk about media. We talk about other people that they have the voices, and this is the way that the world is doing it. So we have to learn to discern God's voice so we can hear him. Uh, even that still quiet voice that speaks to you, we have to be able to hear that over all of the other noise, over all of the noise of the world's voice, over the, all of the noise of our own fleshly desires, all of the other noise that the devil tries to throw our way and tries to whisper in our ears and to uh, uh, plant seeds of doubt as it relates to our faith in other things and methods. And so here's the thing. If we want to fulfill what God would have us to do in our lives uh, or with our lives, Shouldn't we hear the instructions straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, right? So shouldn't we want to hear what God has to say to us? We should. It's, it's very necessary, um, and it's a very necessary step in finding our true purpose in life and in God's kingdom. We can't listen to everyone else except the one that created us, the one that had, knows the plans for our life. How can we do that? Jeremiah 29 says, uh, in the 11th verse says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So an expected end is the end that God had already expected for you. So we have to tap into what God's will for our lives is. And that's when we are in alignment with his will, when we know our purpose. And well, how do you know your purpose? How do you discover your purpose? That's really the question that many people will ask. How do I discover my purpose? Pastor Jay, how do I do it? I don't know what my true purpose is. Well, I don't feel like I'm operating in my true purpose. Well, that leads me to number two. You want to develop your skills and your strengths. Uh, the development of your skills will birth the purpose in your life. Uh, you could be a business. It could be helping people, uh, teaching workshops. It could be learning a new skill set. I oftentimes talk about my testimony and how I became um, you know, an entrepreneur and a business owner was out of the necessity and the need for my church, uh, uh, well, the church I was previously attending. They needed someone to uh, create a website. And so I started, you know, the pastor asked me if that's something that I would be interested in doing. I said, sure. I would learn. Didn't even know how to create a website. But I've always been the type of person that asked God. I said, God, if you give me the ability, I'll enhance it, right? If you just give me the ability to do it, I'll enhance it. And so that enhancement comes from going out there and taking, I took a free course from about.com uh, on HTML and I developed from there. I learned the craft. I began to study uh, different tutorials, never went to school for it, never went to school for it, uh, but became great at it. Um, you know, thanks to God uh, for him giving me the gift, giving me the ability to learn and to educate myself. And so out of that, came this business. Out of that came, uh, you know, all of my other business, the digital marketing and all the other things that I'm doing now with consulting and, uh, and business strategy and all that. Out of that came from a need from my church, 
right? And so I developed those skills. I developed those strengths. Your, your strength may be leadership. Your strength may be, you may be a great uh, communicator. You may be a great organizer. So what are the strengths and skills that you can develop? Uh, listen to this. It's easier for God to direct a moving vessel. Think about that. It's easier for God to direct a moving vessel. Many times we're wondering why we're not hearing from God. Well, maybe it's just because you're not moving. You're not moving. You've been still. There are times where God requires us to be still and to wait on him and to wait on instructions. But how many of you know that faith uh, without works is dead? Faith without works. What is works? Works is action putting our faith into motion. Uh, so maybe it's because you have not taken the action on the things that God told you previously, why you really don't hear from God, right? Maybe um, have you considered that God is saying, uh, show me you want this first. Show me that you are sincere about really doing my will and then I'll direct you. But many times we feel like uh, we're supposed to see the thing first and then go into action. Where God is saying, no, when you do the action, when you do the volunteering, right, when you uh, give advice and counseling, the action that you're taking will begin to show you and reveal what your purpose is. See, I think we forget that God responds to obedience. Your obedience to him will propel the next level of movement that he wants to take in your life. And so you have to be willing to give up yourself. You have to be willing to say, you know what? I need to take the first step. I need to make the first move. And God is going to do what he's going to do. As long as you're sitting still, you won't hear what you expect to hear from God. Uh, there's, there's an appointed time, like I said, to be still and wait on him. But then there are times where God is calling you to massive action, right? To take massive action in order for him to reveal his full manifestation to you. And so you have to make sure that you're doing your part. You're not sitting still um, only if that's the season for you to sit still. But other than that, you're moving uh, by your faith. You're allowing your faith and your belief in God and the belief in knowing that he knows all things. He knows the purpose for your life. And so it's all about the will of God for our lives. His will should be the first and foremost in what our desires are in life and to please him. That's what we were created to do. We were created to glorify him, but not only glorify him with our mouths, we were created to glorify him with our works, right? With the things that we have been doing from day to day. We were created to do that, okay? Number three, step number three, get out of God's way. Oh man, this is a big one. This is a big one for many. Get out of God's way. The problem with many people is that they we are simply in God's way. God wants to do things in our lives. And because we have our own agendas, we have our own way of doing things, we have our own way of how we feel our lives should go, then we, we get in the way of what God is trying to do. Uh, you may want to move a certain way in your life you, to reveal uh, uh, you know, certain things. And God may want to say, you know what, I want to move this way so I can reveal your purpose to you. Um, however, we're so attached to our ways, we're so attached to our thoughts and our self-limiting beliefs, our religion, um, our own focus, that many times we simply don't allow God's agenda to reign in our lives. 
His agenda should be the first agenda as believers. We know that it should be God first. We have a motto, God first. So we always said, I always used to say, God first, people second. <laughs> but I always uh, knew that God should be the utmost first in my life. He's the utmost priority. When it comes to anything in my life, he is the, the sovereign God in my life. And so I understand that his will for my life is what matters most. Um, every day we have to ask God, what is his desire for our life for that day? How, how does he want us to move through the course of our day? Have you ever uh, asked God that? Have you ever asked God in your prayer, God, direct me who I should speak to today? God, direct my conversations, uh, whether I'm in business, whether I'm meeting a friend, whether I'm dealing with a colleague. Uh, how does God want you to operate on a daily basis? Right. Many. Maybe you you want to take a you know, an alternate route uh, to, to work. Maybe he just wants you to do that because why he may have that individual that can really change your life on that particular route. You may be going to uh, you may be used to going past a, a Exxon gas station and God says, you know what? I want you to take an alternate route this morning and I'm going to send you over here and I want you to go by that BP. And there's going to be somebody there that you're going to bump into and you're going to begin to have a conversation with. And that multi-million dollar idea that I gave you uh, six months ago, this individual is going to be the one that's going to fund it. Right. And so but if you never listen to that still voice that God of God saying, you know what, go this way or go this way. Or, you know what, don't, don't wait. Um, uh, uh, don't, don't, don't go right now, but wait 10 minutes before you go. Right. Things like that really matter. I, I'm reminded of, uh, nine 11 and, uh, uh, God bless those that lost uh, loved ones in, in that, uh, terrible, uh, uh, uh tragic events, um, that happened that day. Uh, but I wanted to bring this out. I had an aunt that worked at the um, at one of the towers, and um, she was literally uh, headed out the door. And for some reason, she said she waited. She was like, "Well, no, nah, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait these these ten minutes." Um, and literally, the ten minutes that she waited was the ten minutes that saved her life. She says to this day, she does not know why she did that. She doesn't know why she waited that 10 minutes. And, uh, and by her account, uh, she would have been running late. Not that she would have been late to, to work, but just by her regular schedule, she always knows that she's going to be out of the door by then so she can get to work at this time in plenty of time to be on time before work and settle in and all that. But that particular day, she, you know, God really spoke to her and said, you know what, wait. And, and it's amazing how she did that. She just didn't know. She was like, I, I don't know what stopped me from doing it, but I just did it. And so many times that's how God operates in our lives. We, we have to learn to hear his still voice. Um, so whatever it is, we should learn to trust his process and believe that he will direct our paths. Right. Because we don't know what the right path is. We don't know the path that God has created for us to take. He's given us free choice. And so we make decisions based on that. But do we really consult him and learn what it is that he desires for us to do during that day? And many times that's not an easy thing to do. And let's be real about this. It's not easy to give up your own agenda. It's not easy to give up your own thoughts, your own ways. 
That's not an easy thing to do. But how many of you know that a lot of times we have to let go of the reins um, and let God have those reins? Let him uh, be the front seat driver. Right. We don't give him directions. He gives us directions. So let him lead the way. He is our GPS. Okay, He's our spiritual GPS. And so we need to allow him to actually move us in the right direction as it relates to our purpose. Listen, I'm going to break for a song here and I want you to really think about uh, those first three keys. And we're going to finish this after the break. Welcome back. Welcome back to Manna for Living. This is your host, Pastor Jay, and that was Phil Thompson with Here's My Worship. So we're talking today about the seven keys to discovering purpose. Now, as a disclaimer, uh, there could be more than seven. These are just my seven uh, that I wanted to present to you today um, and add value to your life. This is not the end-all, be-all, but this is just seven things I think can really help you discover your purpose. As we look at COVID-19 and the coronavirus and the things that are happening in today's society, many people are struggling with really discovering what the fullness and the totality of their life uh, should mean. What is their life work? What is the things that God has designed for them to do uh, here in 2020? And so we talked about several things so far. The first thing we were talking about was learn to recognize God's voice. And then two, we talked about developing your skills and your strengths. And the third topic we talked about was get out of God's way. And uh, many times we are the problem. We're the ones that are trying to do everything our own way um, and recognize our own truth instead of saying, you know what, God, what is your will for my life? And many times uh, that's not an easy thing to let go of everything, right? To let go of the reins of your life. Uh, it's a hard for a lot of us to do. Uh, so giving our lives totally over to a God we've never seen before, right? Think about that for a minute. Um, our faith allows us to do that. Our faith in God allows us to say, you know what? We trust you. Uh, our faith is totally dependent on you because why? We believe you. No one has ever seen God, but we felt him. We see the glory um, of his creation every single day. And so imagine the resolve within us to totally depend on God for everything that we need. Um, that's where our faith comes in and knowing that God has done it over and over and over again for us. Uh, surely he can bring us through this. He can do what he desires to do 
in our lives, right? The Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he shall direct your path. And so that means in, in every area of our lives, we have to trust that God knows and he's going to direct our paths, okay? And so I want to cover again, uh, number four, pursue God until you know, like you know, like you know who you are and believe it. Let me say that again. You want to pursue God until you know, like you know, like you know who you are and then believe it. Uh, in life, we're on a journey to discover two critical things, I believe, two critical truths about ourselves. Number one is who we are. And number two is specifically and personally why we're here. Uh, we have to be careful, though, that we don't confuse the two. And so to find out who you are, you have to start with who God is. And you have to learn who God is through his thoughts, right? Through his word. His word teaches us who he is. And so we have to first start there. It's, okay, who is God? Who is God to me? Who am I to God, right? He tells us exactly who he is because we were made in his image. We have the backdrop. We have the DNA of God, okay? And so we understand his characteristics. We learn him. We understand, understand his DNA. How does he operate? Understanding that, guess what? You will never totally understand everything that God does or why he does it, but you will get an understanding of who he is and how he operates. And so we must uh, get to the point where we, we learn that about God and that'll help us in our purpose. He'll reveal himself to us even the more when we release it all to him. Okay. We got to continually pray and develop our relationships with him. That's when we know God. That's when God is able to show us, hey, this is the purpose that I've designed for you. This is the things that I want you to do in life to impact uh, your fellow uh, believers, to impact those that are non-believers, to impact the world through the kingdom of God. And so we have to definitely know that we know that we know who God has called us to be. And then we have to believe it. You know, many times you may be in a situation where God is showing you, you are this individual and you have gotten to a point where it's like, okay, I, I don't believe that I've gotten there, right? He may be showing you that he's going to get, uh, give you business ideas, and but yet and still you may be in a place where you're struggling to learn one skill set. You're struggling to deal. Uh, you can't even start uh, your uh, social media account. And you're like, well, God, how in the world are you going to make me a program developer, how in the world are you going to do this and that? But you have to believe God. You have to believe what he's told you, what he's promised you in his word, what he's shown you through prayer, through scripture, and through revelation. You have to believe that and know God has called me to this. I am a king's kid, right? I'm a chosen generation. And so I have to believe God in that situation. And, and his word tells us, why are we here? He tells us what our reason for being here is. In uh, Matthew, the 28th chapter, uh, verse 16, I'm just going to read this real quick. It says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so he tells us here, this is what we call the Great Commission. Our uh, calling, our job, our purpose is all going to be predicated upon the Great Commission. Our responsibility as believers here on the earth is not to build this massive uh, wealth pot um, that we just hold on to. It's not to uh, create all of the fame and fortune, uh, although, you know, the fortune is great to leave a legacy and to leave generational wealth. But even in that generational wealth, our duty as believers is to have wealth in order to build the kingdom of God, is to have wealth in order to bless others. I don't want to just be a millionaire just to be a millionaire and just keep stacking my money. No, I want to use that money to be a blessing to others. I want to be able to invest in somebody else's business, to invest in somebody else's life, uh, those that are less fortunate. I want to be able to give to them what God has given me, right? And because when you when you give, God continues to give back to you. He gives seed to the sower. And so we want to be sowers. We want to be sowers of, of, um, of our wealth. We want to be sowers of our intelligence, of our knowledge. And God will continue to pour back into you. The things that you sow is the things that you will reap, right? In those certain areas. If you sow money in, into people, you will reap uh, money. If you sow uh, knowledge into people, you will reap knowledge. And so we have to understand the law of sowing and reaping and that how that applies in every area of our lives. But even how it looks as far as the Great Commission, we were commissioned to reach the world for God. And that's what our overall purpose is here in life. That's what our goal is here in life. And everything that we do, we should be looking to reach the world and give God glory in that. And so when you uncover who you are and understand whose you are, you'll be, a, you'll be at peace. Even if you're facing trials, if you're facing a storm, if you're facing tribulations, you'll still feel secure. There may be moments of fear that set in, right? Uh, because you, the fear of the unknown, you're not sure what uh, God is doing in your life. You're not sure uh, what's going to happen down this path that you, he's taking you down. But understand that God has it all in control. When you understand that, now you move regardless. You'll move. You won't allow the fear to set in and, and keep you from moving forward, keep you from uh, acting upon your faith. And so we have to make sure that we're at that point where we have the eternal perspective, right? You'll be bold in your faith and you know your spiritual and natural giftings, although they may need to be developed. They may need to uh, be nurtured you'll still be able and you'll be ready to receive your marching orders from God. You'll be ready to say, God, whatever the case may be, I want to accomplish your purpose in my life, okay? And so we want to get to that point. We want to get to the point where we pursue God so much so to the point where he shows us who we really are in him. And he shows us what our purpose is for our lives. And so number five is this. Listen to your own dissatisfaction. Listen to your own dissatisfaction. What do I mean by that? Well, have you ever been in a situation uh, where you had to make a decision and after making that wrong decision, you said to yourself, 
something told me not to do that, right? Has anybody ever been in that state? I'm sure you have. I'm sure you, I know I have. I can speak for myself. I know I've had situations where I was like, you know, my, my intuition, what we call intuition, which is really the spirit of God letting you know, the, the voice of God letting you know, hey, that may not be the best decision. And yeah, I made that decision, but at, at my first thought was, okay, maybe I shouldn't do this, right? Uh, or maybe I shouldn't um, spend this money, or maybe I shouldn't, you know, uh, go to this place tonight, or what have you. And the result of that was, you know, I may have been dead tired because I went out and hung out, and I should have been at home resting, or I, I spent this money, but later on I found out that I needed it for something else, you know. But over time, you begin to become very, very sensitive to the spirit of God and the voice of God, and you begin to really hear um, that what we call, quote-unquote, intuition. Um, but that's really God's Holy Spirit guiding you and leading you in life and saying, hey, this is not where you want to go. So you've got to listen to your dissatisfaction. And what I mean by that is that we should be doing things that are fulfilling to us, right? That are fulfilling our calling and fulfilling uh, our purpose as it relates to what God has designed for us to do. God gives us purpose, and our purpose is fulfilling. It fulfills us. We feel great. We feel passionate about it. We love doing it. And if that's not the case right now, then you have to take a look at what you're doing and go from there. And God will show you exactly what to do and how to do it. And so we're so excited about learning about our purpose. And we're going to cover six and seven on next week in next week's podcast. And so I want you to come back and help me finish this thing strong. Listen, this has been Manna for Living with Pastor Jay. Don't just live life, but live life abundantly through Jesus Christ. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Mana for Living podcast with Pastor Jay Freeman. For recaps of this show or for more topics on the Christian faith, kingdom entrepreneurship, and abundant living, visit JermaineFreeman.com and be inspired to live a life of abundance.